0: Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth.
1: Disclaimer before we start the show, for whatever reason, the audio <laughs> jumped in and out on this podcast, I went back through. I tried to edit it. I simply don't have enough time. So, I'm sorry. If it hops from one point to the next, please try to bear with us. <laughs> we are mostly talking about Paul George, Jimmy Butler, or Isaiah Thomas emojis. So, you probably won't miss too much, but just, just wanted to let you know why that happened before you listen to this podcast enjoy you are locked on celtics your daily celtics podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day. I'm so hyped right now anything's possible
0: oh my mama oh my mama made it by. anything Dude. possible rainy days jump shot fade away Welcome back to the lot
1: on Celtics podcast with the Rain and Jays. Today it's your boy Jay King from masslive.com here with Sam Jam Packard the Great. We are recording this at Wednesday night 7:15. We are hoping that a trade does not happen. Or I, I don't know what we're hoping for, but if a trade does happen, we'll have to record another podcast later. Right now, we are guessing that the Boston Celtics will not make a big move Wednesday night. We'll probably not make a small move Wednesday night for f- because they'll, the possibilities, if they are possibilities, are more than likely to go down to the trade deadline itself, which is 3 p.m., thursday afternoon that's eastern time we've got paul george rumors flying around we got jimmy butler rumors everywhere we've got andrew bogut being held out of dallas mavericks practice he is a certainly a sensible option assuming the celtics don't make bigger trades so there's a lot to talk about a lot to discuss lot to wrap our heads around. Let's start with the Paul George stuff. Sam, I think you want to start off by poking a little fun at Celtics fans and maybe some of the Celtics reporters too.
0: Yeah, it's 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 the same routine. We go through every single deadline, and they're going to go with what happened at last year's draft. It's just uh, ever since Wick Grosbeck said that fireworks comment, it feels like anytime. <laughs> Celtics fans even sniff the idea of a trade. It doesn't even matter what the trade is, really. Just the idea of a trade. They just get so whipped into a frenzy, and they're just expecting a trade because Danny Ainge has a bunch of assets, and they're just thinking, a trade's going to happen now. We need a trade. We need a trade to happen. And it's just there's been zero indication, especially at this deadline, that the Celtics are really pushing for a trade. They're the fifth-best team in the NBA The second best team in the Eastern Conference, it's just like the chain. Like the team does not need to change drastically, but Celtics fans are just like, oh, we need to do something. And there's just been zero indication that like any substantive deal is going to come into the forefront. And I know people are going to say, oh, if 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 they're talking about it, that's Danny Ainge is not going to let it happen because Danny Ainge always operates in secret. So if it is a trade, it's going to come out of nowhere. Well, yeah, I guess so, but I mean. Celtics fans are so trade thirsty and so star thirsty that it's it's gotten a bit absurd. I just had a, like a, a couple of people just yelling at me in my mentions today, uh, still upset about Demarcus Cousins. I said like what I would potentially give for uh, if I was the Gar Packs in Chicago, and people were screaming at me today about that, about how the Celtics will never get uh, get some good value out of it. It's just I don't know. The whole thing's ridiculous to me. And I just want to applaud Isaiah Thomas for brilliantly trolling all of us. First the eyes, then the hourglass. He knows exactly what he's doing, and it's just magnificent trolling. It's just fantastic stuff from Isaiah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, in case anyone hasn't seen Isaiah Thomas's emojis, he tweeted uh, uh, the eye emojis, what was that, Monday night? And everyone was just on high alert from that point on. <laughs> It didn't. I,
0: well, hold on, hold on, J King. I think I'm going to have to blame you for um, stoking the flames of that.
1: Yep, yep. I I pointed out that previously when Isaiah Thomas had used the eye emojis, Al Horford signed a few hours later. I pointed that out. <laughs> I'm going to sound right now like I'm boasting, but I I promise I'm not not at all. Shouted out my name on SportsCenter for that tweet and. Like it was the dumbest tweet I've probably ever <laughs> written, and it's like, like I, I've always dreamed of being on Sports Center, and when when I finally got there, when they finally shouted me out, it was for literally the dumbest trait, the dumbest tweet that I've ever put out there. So, shout out to shout out to ESPN for finding me at my lowest moment.
0: Uh, which sports center was it? Was the new cool one at six uh, six p.m.? Uh,
1: I don't know. So someone texted it to me. I, I wasn't watching. Someone texted me. Yeah, but me, I I do video.
0: I don't buy your timeline right now because I just I don't think that. Uh, like Woj tweeted about Al Horford maybe signing with the Wizards, and then five seconds later, it was tweeted about the Al Horford New hours before Woj did, so Isaiah, I don't think there's anything Isaiah connection. has
1: said since that he had a he pretty much knew after the meeting they had wrapped it up. And may- maybe he was wrong about that. Maybe he was misleading about that. Maybe he was just being overly confident since they did get Al Horford later. But he has said that when they finished the meeting with Al Horford, he was he was pretty sure that Horford was going to go to the Celtics. Anyway, what, let's get on to current stuff, which is Paul I thought I thought it was really interesting. I, obviously... You know, any Paul George trade is unlikely. Any Jimmy Butler trade is unlikely because the Chicago Bulls and Indiana Pacers both have stars and stars under contract beyond this season. So it it's tough to trade stars. Because of how big these deals would be, anything is unlikely. But obviously the Celtics are sitting there with a ton of assets. And I do think it's interesting that Paul George – sat down reportedly i believe sam amick from usa today reported this that paul george sat down with the owner of the pacers and said i want to stay with you guys but we have to win and that's interesting because we've all we've always looked at it like yeah the pacers have this pressure on them because they might believe that you know paul george could walk at the end of his contract next season but now he has he has told them if you guys can't build a winner and, and the path to building a winner, a, a real championship contender, is not obvious. Now they have a lot of pressure because Paul George has said he wants to go or he's willing to go if if they can't
0: put a team around him. In another frenzy, but it's still it doesn't make sense to straight, like, trade stars at the deadline. I know Boogie Cousins just went, but that's because the Kings were in a like specific scenario where they had to basically trick their owner into actually agreeing to a trade by like waving around Buddy Heald. It's just not something that uh, is regularly happens in the NBA or really makes sense for NBA teams to trade major stars at the deadline, especially when they're trying to get back draft picks. I know we've harped on this all along, but teams, if you're trading for that Nets pick, You're going to want to know what position that is in, uh, and you're going to want to wait till after the lottery. So I'm not saying that Paul George or Jimmy Butler uh, can't be traded, but it just makes – it feels like if those kind of deals are going to happen, they're going to happen in the summer, not because there's an arbitrary day in February where the league says you can't do this anymore.
1: What are we going to make you do if the Celtics do come up with a big trade? Like, you are so outspoken against the chances of a trade that we need to we need to set some stakes right here that if they do make a trade you have to walk around with your shirt off in the streets of Philadelphia and dunk your head in the snow or something. Like like there is there is something you should have to
0: do. <laughs> Mixers, I will go covered in green body paint if the Celtics make a trade for either Jimmy Butler or Paul George. <laughs>
1: so so now you Celtics fans have another reason to root for a trade and that's so that Sam Packard will make a fool of himself at the Celtics game. As as you said, Sam, I, I do think that a trade is is more likely later on. And especially with the case of of Paul George and the Pacers, because they they do have hope of signing him and because he could qualify for the designated player exception which would allow them to sign him to a mega contract and that's still possible it's it looks improbable right now that he'll make all nba team this year but if he does it next year and they would be risking a lot if they waited for him to try that next year but they they could still have the fallback plan of of trying to just just sign him with bird rights uh, if he doesn't and they could try in the meantime to boost the team around him and, and give themselves the best chance of keeping George. But it's, it's very obvious. I think right now that, that the bulls with Butler after, after they talked to the Celtics and, and maybe some other teams at, on draft night, definitely Minnesota that, that they're considering moving on from Butler. And now because of what George has said to the Pacers and because of his situation, it's clear that that at some point they'll have to decide whether to dis, whether to move him. Like these, these are real possibilities at some point, and and maybe it doesn't happen before Thursday's deadline. Probably it doesn't happen before Thursday's deadline. But I, I, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this. Like, why not go after both?
0: Yeah, no, this is something that, that you've been. I think I texted you in our group chat, like probably like a month ago, about some trade, and you you brought up the idea of both Butler and George, and I thought it was a typo at first, but you you've been kind of on this bandwagon of of um, possibly going after both, and you put in the article today a fake trade uh, that would end up with both of them. Uh, I was intrigued by it. It seemed like something that. Um, both teams would be, it would be you basically have to empty the war chest. But if you're entering the war chest, those are the two like and adding those two guys, that that would that would make sense. It was a it was an intriguing idea. I think it's it's kind of too crazy because it would involve both teams agreeing to give up their stars. And then how do you decide which one gets the 2017 Nets pick and which one gets I guess the players? I feel like there'd be like it would ha- involve a lot of buy-in from uh, both organizations, both the Pacers <laughs> and the Bulls. But I like where your head's at. You're thinking big, big ideas. It's
1: it's a it's a total dream scenario, like totally crazy, but still like like the the two trades that I offered, like those were those would have been huge hauls for the Celtics. Let's let's say they traded Tyler Zeller and his contract, Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart. And the 2017 Brooklyn Nets pick, and, and that that seems like a pretty fair trade, or or somewhat near fair for for the that value. And then we'll go go to the Indiana Pacers, say uh, uh, here's Amir Johnson, Jalen Brown, who has star potential, Terry Rozier, who somewhat intriguing, and then load load on the 18 Brooklyn pick. Maybe Ante Zizic, some combination, some combination of Ante Zizic, multiple first round picks, Gershon, Yabusele, however you say his name, I still can't get that. No you matter what, you nailed it that time. You got it. I, I'm not convinced I did, but that both teams would part with those players, and that it could happen by three p.m. Thursday afternoon. Like it is a the pipe dream of all pipe dreams. But if I'm the Celtics. I'm probably aiming to make those trades. Now, you would deplete yourself of of a lot of depth. You would deplete yourself of a ton of draft picks, all your draft capital that you've built up for a long time. But if you are going to do that, to then come away with a, a five of Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, and Al Horford, you could figure out the rest later. You could, you could. I don't know. Go go a couple seconds for Andrew Bogut or somebody. Like like there are ways to replenish your depth and and get away with that. So if I'm the Celtics, that that's what I'm trying to do right now. And and I w- I would I would be super hesitant about it because what if that's not enough to get you past Cleveland and not super hesitant because i think if you can empty out the war chest and you can get Paul George and Jimmy Butler you have to do it but at the same time like you are losing everything you you better convince Paul George to stay after he after next season you better become a contender and but i mean it, it, that the the very very tiny remote whatever possibility is like 0.000
0: with those guys Am I crazy here? Am I totally crazy? Crazy like a fox. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're you're thinking big, and I don't. I think it's very very slim chances of something like that ever happening. But you're you're right. That's the kind of crazy move that I think Danny Ainge would be looking for. But the one drawback is I don't know what the salary cap ramifications would be. But uh, if you don't win the title in the in the first two seasons you're going to have a, a, a tough time re-signing every, everyone. You basically would have four players on max contracts, and I just don't know. People have been able to make three work, but I just don't know how four would be able to work. You'd have to have IT and <laughs> Paul George and Jimmy Butler all within like two years of each other agree to take less, which is, maybe they would just fall in love I've uh, a player like rotation ever, but I don't know. I like it, J. King. It's a wacky idea, and I'm all about it.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'm... I'm all on board the wacky idea. I'm all on board the remotest possibility. People were coming at my neck on Twitter. <laughs> like, like, you are absolutely nuts. And I'm not saying it's it's a, a reasonable possibility. Like, it is an absolute pipe dream. Like, you'd have to convince the Bulls to part ways with Butler. You'd have to convince the Pacers to part ways with George. You'd have to hope that your offer is the one they accept. But if if you unload the chest the Celtics unload the chest like it's not a 100% impossibility I don't think at some point <laughs> but maybe, maybe I'm just crazy man that, that's with with my own trades that could be reasonable and now here I am coming up with, with two separate trades that would net the Celtics Jimmy Butler and Paul George so I, I'm really well, stretching myself thin here
0: well let's, let's go just like Try to get back in uh, with reality here and talk about something a lot more realistic and a lot more likely to happen, which is uh, a possible Andrew Bogat deal. He was held out of practice today, him and Darren Williams, uh, because they're probably on the trade market. It's Darren, bro. Oh, sorry. No, I I jump on your ass all the time for uh, mispronouncing things. So thank you for correcting me. What, what, Darren the Williams. Every
1: time I know how to pronounce a, a name, you you get it wrong. I like that. <laughs>
0: So, but that's not even the focus. Andrew Bogut. What do you think the Celtics would need to get uh, give up to get him? Uh, The kind of the focus of it seems like everyone in the kind of the minor trades that have been made this year. Lou Williams and um, who did the Wizards just trade for? I'm just completely blanking. Oh, Bojan. Bojan. They got both teams. Both the Lakers and the Nets got first round picks in this year's draft back. That seems to be uh, a focus of teams. Do you think? And the Celtics don't have a first-round pick to give up other than the Nets pick, and they're not trading that for Andrew Bogut. So what do you think the price is uh, for getting a rental of Andrew Bogut? Is a first-round pick in the future, a couple of second-round picks this year? What would be the most that the Celtics should give up for kind of his hobbled old Australian body?
1: You could try the Minnesota pick somewhere close to the first round. You could add... The Celtics have three second-round picks this year, so you could add one of the lower ones, to, uh, if that doesn't work I, I don't think they give up a first round pick for and for 2 months of andrew bogut when the probability of re-signing him because of the flexibility that they want to have moving into the future is 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 very low like a- if you get andrew bogut now chances are he will be on the Celtics for 2 months and then a playoff run and then they will move on this summer to whoever they get, whether it's Gordon Hayward, whether they make another run at Georgia Butler, whether they keep Kelly Olenek to a sizable contract, two months of Bogut, I I doubt a first-round pick. Now, he, he is the type of guy that would absolutely lift this Celtics team. He is one of the best rebounders in the NBA. He is an elite defender. He... He can handle the ball and pass the ball, which is, which is nice. He sets great screens. So he would be an upgrade in the rotation. He's the type of guy you'd go after. I don't know if, if th- there might be another, tr- another team that swoops in and, and can offer more than the Celtics can because, as you said, their, their lone first-round pick is the Nets pick. And if it's going to take a first-round pick in this year's draft, they, they can't really match that.
0: Who do you think uh, is a better fit on this Celtics team and who, we, who would the Celt, should the Celtics give up more for potentially, Bogut or uh, P.J. Tucker? Bogut's pretty much, I think he's a better fit in terms of the position he plays and the, the rebounding he offers, but he also has been injured pretty much this entire year and has suffered with injuries for the past couple of years. So who do you think is more valuable to this Celtics team?
1: I like Bogut and I like Bogut because A, I think he's a better player when healthy and and b i think if you get pj tucker that convinces brad stevens to take some of jalen brown's minutes away and as, as helpful as it would be to have a veteran like pj tucker who is a great rebounder on the wing who can guard multiple positions who is one tough son of a gun i i would rather have if, if i'm promising and 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 may, maybe maybe he would still get as many minutes. Maybe P.J. Tucker would would just slide into you know Terry Rozier's minutes and Gerald Green's minutes, and they could have a supersized bench lineup with you know Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, P.J. Tucker, but but to me, I I, I think I'd rather have Bogut just just on the off chance that that J, that cuts into Jalen Brown's minutes when. Right now, he, he's been developing so well. And I, I think that, that he's really shown a lot of flashes, and he probably deserves minutes in the stretch run. So I, I, I would be worried about that. But then again, who knows? I'm going to argue with myself right now. Then, then again, having P.J. Tucker might push Brown to shooting guard all the time. And when he was starting at shooting guard, he, that, that's how to argue with 101 right there. <laughs> Ar- arguing with yourself, 101.
0: I would tend to agree with you that I think Bogut uh, kind of solves their rim protection issues and would help with uh, rebounding. And I think that Jalen Brown issue is key because I think if the Celtics are going to make a playoff run, he's going to have to come up big. But like you said, Jalen Brown's been best this year when he's been playing on smaller guards. Uh, And I'm, I'm still worried about the Bogut injury factor. It's just, we already have Amir Johnson who doesn't have ankles. Like how, like, how many hobbled guys can you really trot out there? TJ, PJ Tucker kind of seems like the the kind of the tough person who will play in every game and give you his all, I and mean, it is more of that kind of Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder. I just argued with myself too. Uh, I think go. I just talked myself out of boga, and w- I, I would lean towards PJ Tucker. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's that's about it.
1: I hope the Celtics front office doesn't sound as dumb as we do when discussing trade opportunities. Like like Danny Ainge and Mike Zarin are sitting there arguing with themselves, <laughs> like, like like oh yeah I I, I think bogus great
0: oh well, oh, but but also he's hurt I don't I don't know let us go with Tucker let, that's it let's go with Tucker that's all they've been doing for the past four days is just <laughs> arguing with themselves and just incoherently yelling and screaming it's been just like Celtics Twitter they've just been uh, completely uh, irrational n-
1: we've got a tweet from Sean Hyken, Bulls reporter. Nobody's going to f- – didn't they just have the All-Star break?
0: They did, but he played uh, played pretty hard. Also a tweet from <laughs> Woj saying that Chicago has continued its push for 76ers center Jaleel Okafor, and uh, the Sixers just traded Ersan Ilyasova for uh, Tiago Splitter in two second-round picks, who is another center. So it feels like Ja is definitely going to be on the move Maybe these uh, Celtics can sneak in uh, some sort of three-way deal with the the Sixers and the um, the Bulls, but you know, again, uh, to go back to my earlier rant in this podcast, uh, probably nothing's going to happen.
1: Yeah, still, even <laughs> if Jimmy Butler rested, <laughs> probably nothing's going to happen. But it is interesting that the Bulls rested him today. Like Isaiah Thomas tweets out an hourglass emoji. And like five minutes later, some some s- investigator on Twitter has realized, oh, man, that looks like Paul George's logo turned sideways. <laughs> and if if Isaiah Thomas actually tweeted an hourglass because he thought it looked like Paul George's new logo, I would be stunned. Because <laughs> that takes like next level thinking <laughs> and like like that. That's a kind of a reach like I. I don't know how someone out there noticed that and put two and two together, but like you can link any type of emoji to anything if you really try your hardest to, and it, and it cracks me up. It, it it gets you on your to bend so much more boring. And now Twitter, Twitter's here, and it's like the roller coaster. Like nothing's happening, and there's still this roller coaster of of oh pacers might be shopping paul george Ooh, it's probably just for exploratory purposes oh paul george just told him he might leave <laughs> like the whole the whole thing i i just fully appreciate twitter at trade deadline time at draft time at all of the important parts of the nba schedule because it is just electric
0: yeah, I mean, NBA Twitter's fantastic, and it's endlessly entertaining. So as much as I uh, I complained earlier, it's I've been having a blast just, like, staring at my tweet deck over the past three days. It's just ever since the Cousins rumors started coming out Sunday night, it's been one hell of a ride. Um, so Celtics fans, I made fun of you early, but keep being you. Keep being crazy. Keep being just as crazy as Jay King, hoping for uh, both Paul George and Jimmy Butler uh, all the craziness is fun because we don't have any basketball games to watch right now, so this is going to have to do it for us.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with myself when there's there's no basketball. <laughs> Literally, I've just been cooped inside, like, just just a victim of the trade deadline. It, it and it's it's great. I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Like, I almost became an accountant, and I, <laughs> I could be like. Like stressing out through tax season right now, like hating, hating myself, hating everything around me, and instead I get to follow Isaiah Thomas's emojis on Twitter. So great, great life choice there. <laughs> great redirection of my life. Tomorrow, or today, and as you guys are listening to this, we will find out whether the Chicago Bulls, Indiana Pacers. And or Boston Celtics go through a similar redirection. How about that segue, Sam? Oh, nailed it. <laughs> that was nice. So we, we will find that out today. Since since you guys listened to this Thursday, but we might even have to throw out an emergency podcast if something serious happens later. You guys to subscribe to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Go search for the Locked On Celtics podcast. Find it on Audio Boom, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else. You listen to a podcast, and now I can I can comfortably wrap this up. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That was the hell of a a police as well. Yeah, Jay King and John Corrales, locked on
0: Celtics, Meli. has Arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like tempur Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, Rest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on Select Sheet Sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on Select Home Items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928 to 109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928 to 101. Selections vary by store will supplies last. Fitting on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may saved and taken. Some exclusion supplies. Store or jcp.com for details.